I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. Who have I been? Who am I becoming? And you're on with Aurea. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever it is and planet you're listening from. So today is a somewhat exciting day for me, and I want to share with you some of what I have learned over the past four years, because it was four years ago today that I started my practice that I started my private practice, a spiritual business, if you may. And what do I mean by spiritual business? It's a business, a commerce, that is in the healing arts, that is in the realm of spirituality. And I know that it's a big, big, big shift that's happening out there. There have always been healers and spiritual teachers and guides, but We've been more in the background. It was more of an alternative method. And now, as the world is shifting and changing, it is much more common, much more mainstream. And there are many of you, just like me, who are making the shift, making the change from a full-time job or any other job that you don't really like or passionate about into a spiritual business and again for me spiritual business is a business a method of exchange and supporting yourself while providing value that has a lot to do with the unknown with the mystery has a lot to do with spirituality while you can put structures and do math and have numbers that make sense you rely a lot on the unknown. You rely a lot on just doing your own work and knowing that you will only be able to provide what you have real access to. And you have real access to if it has something to do with your process and who you are becoming. So four years ago, I stood in front of a group of about 18 people for the first time and I provided my value. I expressed myself fully, or at least a lot fuller than I've ever done before. Because up to four years ago, I was involved with computers and websites and networking and business development and real estate and many other things, mostly in the technology world. And having that fantasy, having that wish, having that dream to one day support myself doing stuff that I love, one day support myself doing things that I'm passionate about, support myself being available for other people, that has always been the dream and that has always been the fantasy for me ever since I was 18 and I read Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. There was something about it for me that spoke to me that said, oh, I would like to one day be able to do that. So at the age of 30, 
when I finally mustered up the courage to step in front of a crowd and share my gifts or just share myself knowing that the gifts would unfold in the moment it was a long journey and now over the past four years I've learned a lot I've learned tons and I would like to share that with you today at least some of them without too much plan or structure as you know me because today as I do consider this to have been and still is a successful venture a successful endeavor and what do I mean by success I mean I have enough consistency and experience and hours and people that I work with and trust in myself and trust in life that I know that all I really have to do is to continue showing up we've talked about it before imagine a life a job a practice a career whatever you want to call it where you know that your security is showing up that's it that's true if I stop showing up the support will not come in right now the way I have built my business is that if I stop showing up the money will stop and I get it it may scare some of you who are always looking for passive income and I have played in those worlds and I've clicked on those banners and I read these books but how about putting a few years under your belt where showing up practicing what you preach providing value brings in the income brings in the support how about doing that for a little bit that's my advice to you to start with and it may not be for everyone I get that some people are focused on building passive income and multiple sources of uh, income and whatever it's called and it works it's good there's millions of ways to make money and to support yourself but I'm talking to you who wants to provide value by being a healer a practitioner a wizard someone that knows that your value comes from being present and that is not just possible it's very very accessible because the world is looking for committed committed individuals who are here to really really provide space a learning environment for other people to grow up in and to wake up in so what can I tell you what can I tell you lots of fantasies lots of uh, idealizations it is true that I really thought it was going to be much quicker and much faster and I thought I would be making a lot more money and all that good stuff but looking now at the past four years and being in awe of how things developed and how things really grew and knowing that I'm fully supported by life just by me showing up knowing that I am supported by a community of people who their expectations of me is to be consistent and to keep doing my work and to be open and as transparent as I possibly can without harming the growth and process of other people that is a real dream come true 
and that dream is possible. I was sitting behind a computer for 10, 12, 18 hours a day sometimes, wishing and hoping for days like today, where I spend my life being a father, uh, having events and ceremonies and gatherings that just organizing and being present with provides the value. Spending my days with people, coaching, mentoring, guiding. And while all of that seemed like a pie in the sky five years ago, now it's not just a reality. I am about to make even more shifts and more transitions in my life. So before I do that, it'd be nice to check in with you guys. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is realizing that you... we. One of the things that I've always struggled with, and I see people struggle with in this search, is you're looking for the one. You're looking for that one thing that you do, that one solution, that one practice, that one methodology that you can be really good at. And I'm here to tell you that so you can just stop that. All you want to do right now is to find what is fun for you, what is beneficial for you. As a matter of fact, what things do you pay for, right? We talked about that before. What things do you want to explore fully for the next six months, 12 months, a year, two years? Not for the rest of your life. Because that, that doesn't work like that. That's not real. If you could spend the next couple of years immersing yourself in what? What would that be? Again, it doesn't have to be 10 years. It doesn't have to be a lifetime. But you start with what is fun for you right now. What type of practice and methodology is providing you value right now that you would like to explore and to immerse yourself in? It's really not about finding a, a calling for the rest of your life. Because the calling for the rest of your life is really that constant discovery. So give yourself a break. Stop looking for the one in many areas in your life and just see what's in front of you. Give yourself that extra cushion to change. Know that you will change every season. You will change every year. You will change every couple of years. Knowing that, knowing that change is inevitable, what do you want to experience right now? What do you want to experience in the next six months? That's the first thing. Take away, stop chasing the idealized dream stop chasing the person that you think you should be doing or you should be being i should say but we are always in a mode of doing quite frankly simple very simple what's been fun for you what excites you what do you want to study what do you want to learn and what areas do you need to grow the most? And what areas do you have the courage to go and self-explore with others? What do you want to express? What part of you wants to be expressed while doing this work? Remember, it's part of your work. It's part of who you are. Your gift is the same thing that you're gifting yourself. Your gift, your expression, isn't something that you have already done with something that you're already healed by. 
It's actually your own healing modality. It's how you help yourself. We always know that, that you know, the teachers teach what they need to learn the most. It's true. The only difference is you finally have the courage to say, I want to do it. I want to experience this fully. And only then, when you acknowledge that I want to spend the next three months, six months, year, two years, exploring this sort of modality. I want to experience what it would be like to be a painter and make a living out of that. I want to experience what it would be like to be a healer, a massage therapist, a life coach. I really want to do it. Admit it. And I don't care what it takes me, and I don't care how it's going to change me, and I don't care what it exactly looks like. It's not an idealized goal. It's about a, re- a, a real experience that you want to have. The next step is to be realistic. And if you need to, you keep your day job. You keep your day job until you have enough trust and enough confidence to not worry about your day job. And we'll talk about that in a minute. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities So if you need to keep your day job for a little bit I encourage you to do that. What I mean by need to. It really... It's never going to be as safe as you'd like it to be. And, for example, if you do have a cushion, if you do have a savings, then, honestly, a lot of the lessons, a lot of the real lessons that are going to come your way, they're going to come when some other cushion runs out. Something else within you causes you to grow up. So it's all about knowing yourself, knowing that can you stand the heat of the unknown? Can you stand the heat of not knowing where the next paycheck comes from? So sometimes we have this tendency to want to drop everything and leave everything and just tell God, you see, you see, I'm taking a risk. Now fix me. Now reward me. It doesn't work like that. It's not about the level of risk that you take. It's about the confidence that you have inside you. It's about your ability to keep your imagination together while taking the risk. So I kept my, literally, day job for another year after starting my first, you know, group, the first session, the first client that I've ever seen. I kept my job for another year because it was important to me to be able to maintain a level of certainty and a level of confidence while I was getting more experience experience is the best school the best lessons you can have in the beginning of your practice it's so much more important to go for experience than some idolized solution or some structure that you read about in uh, in your in your manual or in your coaching book so in the beginning i went for experiences that was my main goal I wanted to get as much experience working with as many people as I can, the right people, obviously, but I wanted to get the hours in. 
You know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to master something. I did quick math on uh, the hours I've been put in, and it's probably around 5,000 hours. So this is like a 5,000-hour checking that I'm doing with you guys, really. Getting the experience, keeping your day job, whatever it takes to continue to cultivate the, to cultivate the courage, the confidence. And that also means cutting off certain relationships, getting other relationships that are really useful and beneficial, whoever can really support you, pep you up, talk you up, tell you that you can do it. If you surround yourself and you find yourself around people who tell you that you're crazy, you shouldn't quit your job, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't get into the healing arts, spirituality and money don't mix, just avoid the conversation. Change, you know, do not talk to them about this or change your friends altogether. It will happen either way. It's really important. It's really, really important for you to have the right kind of support for your imagination and for your confidence. When I quit my job, that was three years ago, I only had about you know two to three months of rent in my bank. True, there was a fantasy part in me. I thought that somehow some magic is going to come in and I'm going to be able to replace my income, my job income. And the truth is, it took another two years or so. It's only over the past year that my current income is more than my previous job. And again, that took three to four years of consistent showing up, consistent work. And this is what I'm here to encourage you. Know that your job is to cultivate the inner dialogue, the inner conversation that allows you to be courageous, allows you to know that you're entering into a very, very magical business. Spiritual business literally means that as you do your work, you change. And as you change, you attract people just like you. When you attract people just like you, then it's who you are that really provides the value because we are all doing this together. As a life coach, as an artist, as a musician, when you're not in the 9-to-5 job, that you don't know who's going to knock on your door. You don't know who's going to bring who. And instead of worrying about how to attract more people, you really, really, really want to just make yourself more attractive. Really. You want to make sure that you are the one that's buying your own stuff. You're taking your own advice. Whatever coaching, whatever you think you want to do with others, you better be practicing on your own. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be healed. Like we said, you don't have to be healed to be a healer. All you want to do is know yourself. So continue to know yourself, continue to cultivate your own sense, your own rhythm that you know that you're not praying for God to save you, but deep inside you feel fear and you feel like you're not going to make it because that doesn't work. You want to know from deep within that you're going to make it because the value that you have, the confidence that you have in yourself, the love that you have in yourself is the fuel, the source, the light, which continues to attract people to you. And they can't teach you that. Nobody can. It's your experiences. It's your mistakes. It's your lessons.
The next thing that I recommend is, uh, how do I say it? Stop working on your website. Stop looking for taglines. Stop looking for that perfect message. You are the perfect message. You are the tagline. You're the website. You really don't need any of it. You can follow a very simple offline model, word of mouth. Go and focus and find three people to serve. As a matter of fact, you don't even need to find them. Do not market yourself. I repeat, do not market yourself. Create a space of invitation. For you, for me, for people in the spiritual healing arts, whatever you want to call it, it's really not about marketing. It's about creating a space of invitation. It's about showing up consistently. And here is something very simple. You will never ever sell an offer what you don't buy yourself. You won't. If you want to teach yoga, you better take yoga classes. If you want to do life coaching, you better have a life coach. Yeah, you may not have to have it as consistent and as often that, you know, you want all your clients and people to come to you. But you better be in a place where you see their value. You will never offer value as a life coach if you yourself do not pay for the same thing. Do you understand that? It's very important. That's your inner story. You cannot offer value that you do not seek yourself. It just won't work. That's not a real story. Every rabbi has their own rabbi. Every teacher has their teacher. It's important. And those who do not, they, never ma- they don't make it. There's a reason why. Because they don't really see the value in it. If you did, play the game. It's important. Play the same game. You expect people to play with you. Because that's what you tell the universe. That's what you tell life. You tell life, I see the value in this, obviously. I'm buying art. I'm buying music. I'm getting sessions. I'm looking for it. I would like to be that value that I find in other people, in my own way. And only then, only when you actually buy your own sessions, get your own coach, get your own, you know, goods from someone else, Only then can you stand in front of someone and say, this is how much I charge, this is what I do. Because you yourself are already doing it with someone else. It's easy. It's easy for me to tell somebody, this is how much I charge and this is what I do because I do that on a regular basis with someone else. I happily do it. I'm so excited that somebody's out there available for me to provide me the value that I'm looking for. So I'm honored and grateful to be available for other people. I know that I am for other people the same way that my teacher is for me. You get that? That will like save your life. That would, that would take your business from your head to reality. Really, if you're trying to start any kind of spiritual business, healing business, you know, artist business of any kind, a business where you're not in a nine to five, where you are, de- you know, you're depending on other people coming to you. The best way to get started is to continue maintaining that kind of relationship with someone else. Go pay somebody else. It will teach you everything. How much you pay them? I 
You'll see. You ask for discounts, people will ask you for discounts. That's fine. Just don't expect it to be something else. You'll see. There's nothing wrong with asking for a discount, but know for a fact that that's what's going to happen with you. Don't be surprised if people keep asking you for a discount if you keep haggling your teachers and your coaches and your providers. Because you're telling the world, this is the world I live in. I don't have enough. Or at least I can pretend that I don't have enough. Or I'm scared that I don't have enough. So that's what other people will do to you. So expect it. Don't bitch about it. Say yes. Whatever people do to you, do to others. So, you know what you want to play. You know what you want to practice. You also have your own teacher, your own coach. You buy your own art. You listen to this kind of music. You visit these kind of seminars. You do whatever it is that you want to be doing. What's next? You find a way to show up consistently. Meaning, how can you do what you want to do on an ongoing basis? And we'll get into that right after this break. Don't know how to fit in Caught in between the lines Fighting this world from inside Can't go back We're on a one-way track It's been a million miles gone Is it taking us to where we belong? So, you're starting a spiritual business You know you want to have the courage to support yourself By providing value to other people via your availability, the lessons that you have, the modalities that you've learned, or whatever tools and resources have helped you and you know for a fact are good for you and they're fun for you. And of course, like we just said, you continue to maintain a relationship with someone else. Meaning, if you want to sell something, you want to offer something, you better be paying someone else for the same service. It, is, it would be, it's the most beneficial thing you can do. Because if you ever wonder why people treat you a certain way or why you don't have clients or why your client's treating you in a specific manner, just see how you treat your teacher. And if you don't have one, you better get one or just get out. Why are you offering it? Why are you doing it? Who are you bullshitting? You th- if, you, if you think it's so good and it's so beneficial, you better be paying someone else. I keep saying it. It's so important. I know most people don't. Most people just want to be coaches. They want to be healers. They want to be artists. They want to be whatever. But they just say it because they have an idealized version of what it would feel like, of what it would be like. So to cut out 99% of the fluff out there, I know for a fact that those who provide value, who make a living and support themselves doing it, they all have their own teachers, their own coaches. So go get one. See the process of writing a check, paying. See the process of your own negotiation. See how you handle dealing with someone else. Because what's going to happen is you're going to see how you are so different. You're going to find your own expression in doing it. You're going to stop comparing yourself. You're going to stop competing. Everybody's always competing and comparing. In the beginning, you bet that I was copying my teacher, meaning I saw what my teacher was doing, and I either would record it or write notes, 
And then I would show up to my clients, to my sessions, to my groups, and I would say it almost word by word. I would draw the same circles and do the same things. And while that worked for a while, because it gave me the confidence to keep showing up, I realized really, really quickly that I'm going to have to find my own expression. And only by going to multiple different kinds of teachers and only by hiring different kinds of coaches did I see that everybody's got their own style. Everybody's got their own essence. So many times people come to me and they say, well, you have these kinds of tools and resources. If I had these tools and resources, I would be, as, you know, I would be able to do what you do. Well, I only have the tools and resources that I have because I found them helpful, I found them useful, and I did whatever I have to do in order to gain access to them because it was my journey to make that a part of my life. If you see something that you want, if you see something that you think would be beneficial for you, go and get it. Do whatever it takes. And if it doesn't come your way, maybe there is a reason for it. Maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe you're idolizing it. That's the thing about spiritual businesses. We idolize other people. We compare ourselves to what they're doing. If you find the value in it with other people, if you are the one that, if you have your own coach, you have your own teacher, you buy the you know, whatever it is that you're trying to sell, you will quickly learn, very quickly learn what your style is and what your essence can bring into others. And then all you're looking for is practice, truly. You look to get practice, you look to gain experiences. And you, you do whatever it takes, there's no right or wrong. For the first two years of me doing it, I got into more debt and uh, literally like financial debt than I did in the many practices I had before. Why? It doesn't matter why. I didn't know how to deal with money. I didn't know how to ask for money. And quite frankly, I was the one that's always haggling and negotiating with everyone else. So everybody was doing to me what I was doing to others. But it didn't matter to me because I wanted the experience. And that experience taught me a lot. It taught me what to do and what not to do. So putting money aside, what you're looking to do right now, how to start, is not big marketing, and it's not about your website and taglines. It's about putting yourself in a situation, an ongoing, consistent situations where you are doing what you want to do. If you want to paint, paint. If you want to draw, draw. But if you want to write, write. Do it consistently. What did I do? I literally, I moved to New York without knowing anyone. And I went on meetup.com, and I... Whatever, bought a six-month membership after looking for a coupon on Google. And I rented a room for, I don't know, $27. And I put on Facebook. And I said, I'm going to be in, in, in Facebook and on Meetup without knowing literally anyone. Saying, inviting strangers because Meetup just blasts it out to people. And I said, I just put up some title. I said, uh, being what is the art of being truthful, present, playful, I don't even remember. But I put something that I knew that if I saw, I would like and I would click on. And I put up a meetup and every week I would go to a room not knowing who is going to show up. Every week I would sit there in the room terrified what I would have to do and what I would have to say completely in my head. 
but I would show up, and I showed up every week. And just the practice of showing up consistently, the practice of knowing that I'm here fighting for this job that I want to have. I'm here showing up for this role that I want to embody. And, you know, three people showed up. And I focused all my time and effort on those three people. I over-delivered as much as I can. I showed up consistently again and again and again and again. And it took, it took a long time. It took like over a year to break from, you know, the first 10 to go to 50 and to 100 and on and on and on. But the point is, I did whatever it is that I wanted to do consistently. Not every day, just once a week. Once a week, I put myself in a position where I provide the value that I want to provide. And I wasn't charging for it. I didn't ask for money. Uh, I remember I put a donation box once, and then I just took it off. I, didn't, I said, I don't, I don't want to stop anyone from coming. I just wanted people to come. I paid for the room. And guess what? I still do it. It's just now it's $500 a month instead of whatever. But, and the room can have access, you know, can fill 50 people instead of four. But still, some weeks only four come, and some weeks 18 come, and it doesn't matter because the consistent practice of showing up is the most beneficial thing I could do. So whatever it is that you want to be doing, get yourself a practice of showing up consistently because you can't just talk about doing it. you got to be doing it. And the only way to get the experience is to make yourself available. And that takes away all the marketing. Everybody's always concerned about marketing, as we said, marketing and taglines and joint ventures and dovetailing on other people's businesses. Just forget it. Just know that it's going to take you one, two, three, four years to be where you want to be. It's going to take you time. And anything worth doing will take you time. And you know that. And if you can't take the heat, and you don't think that you would not rip the benefits or rewards or the ultimate rewards that you think you want, which is being fully supported and doing whatever it is that you think will make you happy. If you can't take the fact that it will take you years, not that long, but it will take you a few years to embody it, to experience it. Don't do it at all. Just don't do it. This is not kindergarten uh, class. We are all grown-ups here. We are grown-ups. We want to offer services. We're not living in, in, in some dream world that we think that just because we want to, everything is going to happen to us. Nature, if you look at nature, things take time to build. Harmony takes time. Real systems take time to grow. So develop your system. Develop your inner system to continue to cultivate cultivate a, a confidence and practice that you can rely on, you can count on. I know I can count on myself. I know that it doesn't matter what comes my way, I will continue showing up. Do that. Cultivate that. Another thing to start is don't do too much math. Don't do math. You have to learn to ask for money. You have to learn to support yourself. But not with everyone, not all the time. The way my business has grown 
is I've learned to have a variety of clients. There's cl- I have clients that pay full price, and I have clients that are discounted, and I have clients that are on scholarship fund, whatever it may be. But learn to truly show up in a way that serves everyone. And it's not just because it's good for business. It's because it's good for your soul. Service, generosity, it's very important. If you, find, if you don't find yourself being able to be generous and to provide value and to provide service just for the sake of it, then don't do it at all. You'll be able to pay for it. You'll be able to be supported because you also know how to ask for it. Your job to continue providing the service and the value that you want to provide entails you to ask for money. It means that in order for you to support others, you have to be supported by life. And that's only going to happen that's only going to happen when you see the value, know that you're not just worth it, it's your responsibility as a provider, as a service provider. It's your responsibility as a teacher, as a healer, as a practitioner, to keep yourself not just well-fed, but to keep yourself with a state at a state of inner peace, at a state of harmony. And that means, that really means that you have to ask for the support. You just have to. You can't go around it. And if you have any issues about it, that always comes back to the place where you don't feel like you're good enough. You're good enough to be yourself and to be supported by life. And for that, give yourself the time. Give yourself the space. Know. Know it. As I'm sitting with you right now, that I've developed a spiritual business, a business as a coach, as a guide, as a healer, as a community builder, without having a website, without having taglines, without having a network of people. I don't even maintain the meetup group anymore. I really don't. Because I realize that if you really do well with 20 people, with 10 people, with 5 people, as they get better, other people walk up to them and say, hey, what are you doing? What's going on in your life? And if you can take the heat with time, meaning if you can know that it will take you three years, it will take you two years, it will take you four years, and your only job is to show up consistently for the people who are in your life. Your only job is to show up for the people who are already coming to you. It's so easy to to find the first three people. It really is. And you know that. So tap me out and tap me into you Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps Alright, we're back My father is back in the studio He's happy that I have some notes in front of me. <laughs> I actually told him that I'm more scattered today, that I have notes than usual. You know, I'm trying new things, and I don't think I'm going to have notes again. But I've learned so many things over the past four years, and I wrote some of the stuff down. But the truth is, it all comes out naturally. And as I'm looking at my notes, 
I can share some stuff that I didn't share. But again, let's review. Okay. Growing a spiritual business, growing a practice, a private practice. I come from a world where I studied marketing and internet, uh, you know, marketing for years. So for me to have a business now that I started four years ago without a website, okay, without a network of people, like the networking events and going in and introducing myself or having a business card, just from a place where I serve people and as these people's lives improve, other people are attracted to it. And from three, it becomes 300 and on and on and on. And I know that for a fact I can look well, I'm not looking at you, I'm talking to you. But I can look myself in the mirror and know that what I'm talking about really, really, really works. You know, cutting all, cutting, you know, breaking away from the idolized vision and from the person that you think you need to be and just admitting that there is a certain practice, there's a certain experiences that you want to experience and you go for that and you show up consistently and you don't worry about hundreds of people. You start with five people. You start with f- ten people. And you show up for them and you get feedback. And you really see how it f- informs you what you're like. And again, the most important thing that I have found to help is if you want to sell something, you better be buying it. If you want to offer something, you find yourself a teacher. You find yourself a guide. You find yourself a coach. Otherwise, you're just bullshitting. That's not real. And we're trying to help people to color outside the lines, step away from the bullshit. So it will change your life. It would. And it's very possible because the only way, the only way you're going to provide what you're going to provide is by doing it. And the, nobody else can offer what you offer the way you're doing it. Just because I know there are other people offering what I'm offering, I know it's not the same. I know it's not my way. It's not my story. It's not my essence. So you can relax and you can stop competing with people. You can stop comparing yourself. I would definitely recommend to stop reading. Stop reading books and stop going to seminars. I mean, if it's really fun for you, do it. But definitely don't do it for the sake of learning and for the sake of getting more tools under your belt. You know, we are the tools. We are the resources. Showing up. You know the 80-20 rule? It's, it, it, it's very, it takes very little of doing to experience the benefits of what's unfolding. Uh, as I mentioned to you, me showing up once a week in a rented studio in Union Square, New York City, has been the core of my business because... Just showing up shows me that I'm serious about doing it. And of course, you ha- I know I have to pay for the room and I do it happily. Stop expecting people to find you. Stop expecting people to discover you. You create the space of invitation for other people to find you by showing up. Another thing is don't be afraid of your current community. When you go right now and let's say you really like yoga and you want to be a yoga teacher don't be afraid to talk about it with your current community in the same class that you're going to if you say hey I'm a yoga teacher and this is what I'm teaching my next yoga class 
it's fine. It's not a competition. You're just creating a space of invitation. You're not pushing people. You're not inviting overly inviting people. That's the thing that it's very hard for uh, practitioners and healers and most businesses to get it, to, to really grasp. Stop pushing people. Stop like overly inviting people. Just let people know where you're going to be. Let people know if you have a website. Let people know your website. Let people know your products and offering and literally seduce them by not showing so much interest if they come or not. You don't know how bothered I am personally when people invite me somewhere and then they keep inviting me again and again and again and again. Like, if it's really that good, why you keep coming back to me? If it's as good as what you say, shouldn't I hear it from other people? This is how I like to grow my business. I don't want to talk about it. I want other people to talk about it. And if other people are not talking about it, guess what? It's not that good. It's very simple. If you have stayed with the same 10 clients for the, for the past five years, then I'm sorry to break it to you. You're good, but you're not that good. It's okay. You're probably not working on yourself enough. You're not pushing yourself. You're not coloring outside of the lines. You're not getting messy. You're not doing your work. It's okay. It's fine. It's really okay to get a nice, comfortable business and just stick to it. But I know there are many of you who want more than that. You want to lead a movement, okay? You want to push and support people so we can change the world to get out of this box that we're in. And that means growth. It doesn't have to be constant growth and consistent growth. Success comes in seasons, and every season changes. But overall, if you're in the same building for the past 30 years, you're not growing. You're just not. Again, it's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, you do. So if you're wondering why your business is not growing, I'm asking you, why aren't people talking about what you do? Or why aren't they glowing so much that other people come to them and say, what are you doing? I'll have what she's having, right? Everybody knows that. So focus on over-delivering to your current clients. Focus on knowing that you have to have your needs met so you must be asking for support. Focus on showing up consistently. And then, as you start seeing the patterns, you put in little systems in place so you don't have to repeat the same task again and again and again. I, for example, as much as I talk about asking for support and uh, asking for money, I don't like asking for money. Like I just don't enjoy that interaction as much as I know that it's important. So... I'm grateful and fortunate to have somebody else, I have a team, that helps me. Just like I don't want to sit at home and do this podcast on a microphone, although technically speaking I can, I'd much rather Sam Libowitz and this you know, talking alternative platform to do it for me. It's much easier. He just gave me the three-minute sign. You know how helpful that is? It's great. I have somebody collecting finances for me and doing the accounting and doing the math. I, feel, I know I'm worth it. I know I deserve it. I love it. I need it. I have a family to support and I have a business that I want to grow. But I don't like the, the actual exchange, the actual sitting there and doing it with people. So I find somebody else. There's so many ways to do what you want to do. There's so many ways to get supported. So 
know that you definitely attract who you are. So it's important to stop worrying about why things are not happening. Whatever is not happening to you, just go out and do it. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep doing it. If you don't have a teacher, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't buy what you want to sell, it's just not going to happen to you. If you don't find ways to ask for support, it's just not going to happen to you. If you don't show up consistently, you're not going to get the experiences. And if you don't realize that your business is magic and drop all expectations, then don't do it at all. Most importantly, love yourself through the entire process. Seriously. Love yourself. Be proud of yourself. Be proud that just the fact that you want to do it, that you have the vision that it's possible. That's the bulk of the work. How many people do you know in your life wake up in the morning and mean well? They mean well for the world. They, they, you know, they say, my existence is here to inspire others. My presence provides value because I provide a safe space for people to wake up and to feel better about themselves. So the fact that you have that within you, the fact that you have that fire, that burning desire to make a living out of your availability, to make a living shining your light, you can build on that. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And talk about pleasure and honor. We have the next, the next host, William Paris, is going to take you on a journey of meditation and art and secret gardens and a whole bunch of stuff. So tune in. Talk to you soon.